Thank you, Dr. Chuck. Love you, Love you too. He's so funny. And he can get away with that. I cannot. Uh, why don't you guys get ready to prepare um, your hearts to receive God's word tonight. Um, take out your Bibles, your notebooks, or whatever you use. Your iPads, your iPhone. Welcome to our Wednesday night equip. And um, just to kind of go off of, you know, giving, I just wanted to say thank you for investing in our kids and investing. I know that you guys have seen our wish list in the fellowship hall. Thank you so much for giving towards that as we prepare for our Ho'olaulea. And so as we get ready tonight, um, why don't we welcome the Holy Spirit? I know he is already here because that worship was amazing. But just welcome his spirit as we prepare to get into his word. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. We ask, Father, that your word be spoken and that you prepare the hearts to receive them. We are just slow looking forward to what you have for us this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you are taking notes, I would like you to entitle tonight's message, Preparing for Growth. And you know, we're in a different season. A lot of times, we go through different seasons of our lives, and we prepare in hopes of growing. And I remember, you know, as we prepare for these camps, I know we have our Camp Legacy coming up in two weeks, and this is our third time around. We're preparing because we've been through it a couple times. We know what to prepare for, and we want it to be even better. So we continue to prepare. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about tonight, preparing ourselves for that growth that God has in store for us, not only as a church, but as the body, but as individuals as well. You know, I'm not the camping type of person, per se, um, but my brothers are, and my husband is, and I remember one summer, they decided, let's go down to South Point, down by Green Sands. And for those of you that know where that is, it's very hot, it's in the desert, and, you know, there isn't any white sand beach for me to lounge on. There's cliffs, and not that I'm going to be going in the water or anything, but it would be nice to have some sand. There was not any. Um, but I decided, you know, let's just do this. So we packed up the trucks and we headed down. Now we're unloading, we're getting everything out, and we're ready to set up the canopy. And we're searching and searching for one essential part, the bungees. The bungees were not there. And I was thinking to myself, this is not going to go well because we're going to pack up all the things and we're leaving because there's no way we're going to survive in the hot sun. Fortunately, my husband can rig up some tents with using rope, so that worked out fine. But let me tell you, the following year, we decided to make a list and check everything off before we go camping so that we are prepared for what we're going to encounter. Okay, so tonight, our lesson, our, our title of the message is Preparing for Growth. In Ecclesiastes 3.1, it says, To everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. Now, I am currently going through a different season, a season that I've, I'm not too familiar with. It is the season of being a parent to adult children. Uh, yeah, so it's not as easy as I thought. 
Um, I am very grateful as I'm going through this season, very grateful for my parents, uh, because I think back to when I was at the age of where my children are today, and yeah, I, um, I'm grateful for them and how they parented me as an adult. But because I've been through that season, and I know the mistakes, and I know what's happening, what road not to take, what road to take, it's very difficult for me as a parent to not say, no, this is what you need to do. And I used to make lists and say, okay, now get up at this time, make sure you search for a job, this is what you need to do, this, 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 and this. And um, it became overwhelming for them and for myself, because it was no longer... They weren't children. I mean, they were my children, but they weren't young anymore. So it was a, I'm in that season of learning, and I'm still learning, and I'm very grateful because I have people that have gone through that season, like my parents, that are helping me let go and helping me to direct them in love and encouragement because Lord knows I need that. They need that. Um, you see, seasons help us mature and grow. And we're in a season where we have to be able to allow God to grow us, allow God to move us, not just as a church, but as the body of Christ. When I had my son Isaiah, I was only 19 years old, and let me tell you, I did not know nothing, nothing at all. I didn't know how to make a bottle. I didn't know that they cried all the time. I didn't know that there were diapers to be changed like 10 times a day. Um, and in the beginning, my mom would come in and say, did you change your, your son's diaper? I'm like, well, I just put one on like three hours ago. I'm like, how often does this kid go? I had to learn. Trust me, I had no idea what I was doing. But I'm so grateful that I had people that walked alongside of me and helped me and taught me. And I went through that season. By the time I had my daughter, I was a pro. I could cook dinner, talk on the phone, change a diaper, and rock the other baby all at the same time because I had learned what the previous season had taught me. Now, if I didn't learn, I would have remained the same and poor thing, my kids. Poor thing. That's all I would have to say. So what once seemed to be hard became easy because I was prepared and I had grown. See, I, had, I know what I went through, so I prepared myself. By the time my second child came along, I knew exactly what I needed to do. Now, don't get me wrong, there are still challenges, but those challenges, even with every season that we're in, help us to grow. Turn with me to Hebrews 5, and we're going to start in verse 12. And as we get there, let me just give you a little... Um, history behind this verse right here. This verse is particularly talking and speaking to those of us that are part of the body that have accepted Jesus, that are followers of Christ, that are Christians, okay? So I'm reading it out of the New Life Version, starting at verse 12. I'm going to read to 14, and this is what it says. By now, you should be teachers, but instead, you need someone to teach you again the first things you need to know from God's word. You still need milk instead of solid food. Anyone who lives on milk cannot understand the teaching about being right with God. He is a baby. Solid food is for grown men. They have learned to use their minds to tell the difference between good and bad. Now, if we continue living our lives 
just drinking milk, we will not survive. In our physical lives, we have grown, we have learned to crawl, we learned to walk, we learned to talk, and now we've matured to a place in our lives that we can actually hold conversations with one another. We've grown. We don't survive on just milk. So why is it then that sometimes we forget that our spiritual selves need to also mature? We cannot be okay with just milk. There is a season to when we come to know Christ, we're, we're all for it. We, we are excited. There's a plan. There's a purpose. But then something happens that stops our growth. Something happens where we just are okay with not moving forward anymore. And that's not okay. God does not want that. That's not his plan and purpose for us. His plan is for us to continue to grow, continue to mature, so that we can go on to bear good fruit. So, if you are taking notes, we're going to write a few things down. Number one. In order for me to grow, I must be willing to be planted. Again, in order for me to grow, I must be willing to be planted. See, a farmer goes out and prepares his land first. He doesn't just go out and scatter seeds all over the place in hopes that something will pop up. I mean, something will, but it won't grow very much. We have to learn that we must be planted. He is intentional. The farmer is intentional. So we, therefore, must be intentional with our growth. See, when Holy and I first got got married, um, we joined a small group, which enormously helped us. We made friends. We actually learned from those that have been well-seasoned in their marriage what not to do, what, what to do. And we got to learn and grow alongside of people. We invested our time and our marriage into connecting with other married couples that helped us along the way so that we knew what to avoid. And if we hit a roadblock, somebody that has been there can come alongside of us and say, look, this is the way out. Let me, let me show you. And then we encourage one another. When I was a young mom, I belonged to a small group with young moms that had young, I mean, moms with young children. And we learned together. Until this very day, we are still good friends. Now we all have adult children. We all need to go find a connecting group on raising adult children. We need to start one of those, Pastor Len. Um, We must be willing to get planted somewhere. Find a connecting group. Find what fits for where you are right now, the season that you're in right now. See, I don't belong in a group for moms with young children because that's not where I'm in or where I'm at in the season of my life. Find where you should be planted and grow some roots and grow deep so that we can grow and bear good fruit. Now, Just to get planted, you won't grow unless you're planted first. So number two, in order for me to grow, I must be willing to be pruned. I mean, Alenki. Be pruned. That's the only way we're going to grow and the only way we're going to bear fruit. When I was about five or six, maybe about five, my older brother Jason decided to 
give me and a few of our friends a challenge. Now, I was slightly competitive as a little girl, and the challenge was how many, who could stick as many bingo chips into their nose? Who could hold the most bingo chips in their nose? Okay, so I won, and um, unfortunately, I had to have a doctor remove them. Slightly competitive, but I won. Let me tell you, lesson learned that will never, ever happen again. Also, I've learned that it's important to read labels. Just because something looks like a chewable airborne tablet doesn't mean it is a chewable airborne, ta airborne tablet because when I was foaming at the mouth, I realized, does airborne even make chewables? And maybe they do now, but they didn't then. And lesson learned, read everything before you put it into your mouth. See, we have to be willing to learn the lessons along the way in order for us to grow. It's important that we learn so that when we are willing to be pruned, we're allowing God to make room for something better. That's when we grow. John 15, verse 2, 3, and 4, this is what it says. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more fruit. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I had given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Being pruned sometimes hurts. In fact, it usually does. But it's good news because he prunes the branches to make way for something better. Let's look again at that verse 2. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. You know, we grow and we mature. And sometimes we have branches. We grow branches that get in the way. We grow things that are maybe coming out of someplace else, maybe our flesh or maybe our past or maybe an experience. And it's time to allow God to cut those branches off. A lot of times we don't want to do it because it hurts. And that's why we're so grateful when we are connected to other people, people that genuinely care. They come and walk alongside of you and they let you know that, hey, let God prune that. Let God prune that. It can be anything. For me, you know, a lot of times I'm too competitive, so I have to prune that so I don't end up with bingo chips in my nose. And then here's the second verse. So that, and he prunes the branches that do bear good fruit, so that they will produce even more fruit. You know, sometimes we think to ourselves, you know, that's kind of junk because this branch is already producing so much fruit. Why would you cut that off? Someone recently asked me, why are we not having the pumpkin party? It was so fruitful. And you're right, it was. However, when God prunes something, it's because he has something better in store. We have to be willing to get pruned. Be willing, because that's the only way we're going to grow. And that's the only way that we're actually going to start to produce the kind of fruit that God desires for us as individuals, as children, and as the body of Christ. You know, bringing it back to a place of simply loving him and loving people is a good thing. Matthew 7 
17 reads, A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. See, our fruit determines what kind of tree we are. We all need cultivating. But in order for us to truly mature and to be made fruitful followers of Christ, we must be willing to go through whatever it takes to prepare us for that much-needed growth. I hope you're still taking notes because we're going to write down four practical steps to growth. Okay, I like doing practical steps. That's my thing because it helps me also. Number one, and these are not hard at all. These are very practical. So number one, read your Bible. That means your, by the way. Read your Bible daily. Spending time with God matters. Make every effort to learn the heart of God and to recognize his voice. Discipline your life and make this a habit. The better the soil, better the crop. So read your Bible. That's the key, guys, is to make it a habit. And if we have to discipline ourselves, do it. Because the outcome is so worth it. Spend time with the Lord. Get to know his heart and recognize his voice. Number two, meet together with other believers on a regular basis. Meet together with other believers. It is so important to have people that genuinely care, that they are willing to walk alongside of you and help you grow. We as a church should be building up one another instead of tearing down, encouraging one another so that we become this unstoppable force that the world needs. Remember to help each other through love and encouragement. Being with other believers edifies, edifies yourself, encourages your spirit. It's such a good thing because it makes you realize you're not in this alone. You don't have to fight your battles alone and encourage one another and draw your strength from the Lord. Number three, get involved in a connecting group. Get plugged in. Now, it's usually in these small groups where people find their purpose and soar in their walk with Christ. I know for me and my husband, we personally did, especially when we were young Christians. That was the one thing that kept us grounded and kept us growing is we were plugged into something. And till this day, those people that we became really close friends with, we continue um, our journey together because we've built relationships. And, you know, there are these small groups all over the place. It doesn't have to be big groups. It can be small groups. It can be one or two people. Get plugged in. Find the right place that fits you. You know, I come September 3rd, when we launch our, uh, a new vision of what our Wednesday night equip is going to look like, it is, so, it is going to be so purposeful. It is going to be designed to meet people where they're at as individuals where their walk with Christ is. It is actually designed and cultivated for such people, we, from beginners to well-seasoned Christians. We'll have these smaller groups breaking up and a teaching um, that's perfect for where you're at. So that is so important for us to get connected. Number four, 
pray daily. There is no limit to prayer. You can pray with your eyes open. You can pray with your eyes closed. You can even pray while driving and not get a ticket as long as your eyes are open, if you're driving. You can pray day or night on your knees, standing up. Just pray. It's limitless. Begin making prayer part of your life and your daily routine. Let's get prepared for growth. Let's ready ourselves to bear good fruit. You can go ahead and just close your Bibles real quickly. And um, It seemed quite fast that we went through this. God has us in different seasons for different reasons. That there is a purpose for everything under heaven. What we go through. You know, sometimes we think it's, maybe it's just not fair or why is this happening to me? Because he has something better in store if you just let him. If we know where to plant ourselves, if you're planted where the rocks are, maybe it's time to replant yourself where there's good soil. Maybe it's time for us to surround ourselves with people that are going to encourage you instead of break you down. But there's no one like getting connected than connecting with God himself. Hearing his voice, learning his voice, knowing his words, recognizing when he speaks, being able to have a limitless relationship with God. Allow him to pour into you. And you know, there are going to be those times where it's time to prune, those pruning seasons where it seems like the tree is just bare. And God said, you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. Be patient. I still have some more work to do. Be patient. Because what he has in store is better than what we could ever possibly dream for ourselves. And the fruit that we will bear will be good fruit. And what we can do with that fruit is we can continue to reach others for the sake of his kingdom, for his calling, for what he has in store for not just us, not just us as a church, but as the body of Christ, for your families, for your relationships, for your children, for maybe your unsaved friends, maybe even ones that have come to know Christ but need to just be encouraged again to grow. I'm going to read a story. And it goes like this. Once upon a time, a daughter complained to her father that her life was miserable and that she didn't know how she was going to make it. She was tired of the struggle all the time. It seemed just as one problem was solved, another one soon followed. Her father, a chef, took her into the kitchen. He filled three pots with water and placed each one on high fire. Once the three pots began to boil, he placed potatoes in one pot, eggs in the second, and ground coffee beans in the third. He then let them sit and boil without saying a word to his daughter. The daughter impatiently waited, wondering what was he doing. 
After 20 minutes, he turned off the burners and he took the potatoes out, placed them in a bowl, pulled the eggs out, placed them in a bowl, and then ladled the coffee out and placed it in a cup. Turning to her, he asked, what do you see? Potatoes, eggs, and coffee, rolling her eyes. Look closer, he said, and touch the potatoes. She did and noted that they were soft. He then asked her to take an egg and break it. After pulling off the shell, she observed the hard-boiled egg. Finally, he asked her to sip the coffee. Its rich aroma brought a smile to her face. Dad, what does this mean? She asked. He then explained that the potatoes, the eggs, and the coffee beans had each faced the same thing, boiling water. However, each one reacted differently. The potato went in strong, hard, and unrelenting, but in boiling water became soft and weak. The egg was fragile, with a thin outer shell protecting its liquid interior until it was put in the boiling water. Then the inside of the egg became hard. However, the ground coffee beans were unique. After they exposed to the boiling water, they changed the water and created something new. Which are you? He asked his daughter. How will you respond when seasons change in your life? Are you a potato, an egg, or a coffee bean? In life, think things happen all around us. Things happen to us. But the only thing that truly matters is what happens within us. We will all encounter different seasons of our lives. For everything has a purpose under heaven. Get planted, be okay with being pruned, and prepare for growth because it's going to be a great season. Let's pray. Most Heavenly Father, we, are, we just humble ourselves before you. We want to grow. We want to mature. We want to learn and build off of the foundations that you have already laid in our lives so that we don't walk backwards, but we walk forward. Lord, plant us in the soil that you have called us to grow in. Allow us to connect with people that will walk alongside of us in the hardest seasons of our lives, that will rejoice with us and celebrate with us, will be with us, Lord, when we're going through something difficult. But most importantly, that will always direct us back to you. We ask, Father, for a willing heart for those times to be pruned, even those branches that are producing fruit, so that we can make way for something better. Cultivate this body, Father, cultivate your people so that we can not just love you more but also go out into the world and love others connect us with one another connect us with you and allow us to grow as we prepare for that season of growth because the season is going to be great and the harvest will be good and abundant we pray all these things in your mighty name amen Amen.